Welcome to America. I'm Jorge Ramos. Critics call her controversial, outrageous, a performance artist. Ann Coulter has said things that even most conservative members of the Republican Party don't agree with. However, her books are bestsellers and people listen to what she has to say. Yes, we have disagreed in the past and I am sure that we will disagree now. But I'm convinced that we have to talk with those who don't want immigration reform in order to find a long-term solution. And now she is here to talk about her new book, Adios America. Thanks, Anne, for being here. Uh, you've asked for an honest debate, and let's have it. Yes. Okay, so let, let's start. Your numbers are wrong. The, you, you are saying on page, right here, on page 72, mm -hmm. that the real number of undocumented immigrants is 30 million. Yes. It isn't. Yes, I think you're wrong, as I describe. I mean, the, one we, the number we keep hearing uh -huh. is 11 million, 11 million, 11 million. That's so weird. It's been 11 million for a decade. Well, but, no, but the, the I'm census, still explaining what the I'm going to The Census Bureau, the Department of... But as I explain in the book, they're all using the census figures. If the census figures are wrong, then everybody's numbers are wrong. And I'm sorry, it defies common sense that in the past decade, not one more illegal alien has come. And in fact, I cite the work, first of all, of two people advising people about their money, Bear Stearns analysts and they looked at something other than the census reports, which relies on people who have broken the law to be here telling the truth in government surveys. They said, no, instead we're going to look at remissions of money back to Mexico, for example. Um, that is money people send here. Um, school enrollments in illegal alien hotspots. Housing permits in illegal alien spot hotspots. And back in 2006, they said it was 20 million. Plus, you have two Pulitzer Prize winning investigative journalists who spend a year investigating for Time Magazine, which you are one of the most influential people of. That's, so that's what they say. you better believe the investigative reporters for Time Magazine and Vanity Fair. And in 2006, they said there's been another 3 million a year. But, but the truth that the adds up to a minimum of 30 million. No, but the, the census plus says the fact it, that it defies common sense. It says 11.3, it says, uh, according to uh, Pew Research Center. Uh, Department yeah, of Homeland Security. Yeah, and they're Security, all relying they, on census exactly. reports. Exactly. So, so you're saying 30 million, but it's what you think. Well, okay, the reality I would invite people to read the book and make their own conclusion because the, the I'm citing things different. other than the exact same people using the but, exact but maybe same you are census adding, data. And by the way, who cares? Let's move on. Okay, so I don't you're, care saying, if you're, you're saying 30, million, I'm saying 11. Okay. There is absolutely no so question. What would you do with minimum of 30 What would you do with them? On page 245, you said your solution, the entire immigration bureaucracy has to be shut down. Yes. That's no solution. Oh, yes, it of is. Of course it's not solution. Well, that's not the only solution. Also, end anchor baby scam and put a triple layer fence up. So, so but you there's wanna, no point you in You want to leave the situation exactly the same. No, the point is there's no point in even discussing what to do with people already illegally here unless we turn off the flow. The first thing when a tub is overflowing, you turn off the water. Then you decide, are we going to use a mop? Are we going to use rags? Are we going to use a blow dryer? What do you do first, with those who are here? No, what do you do with those who are now, here? I it's absolutely tendentious to discuss it until of course Congress not. puts a fence up. We're talking about 11 million people scam. or 30 million people, Look, according to you. You can't have citizenship based on a game of tag. I'm trying to preserve an endangered culture of the American culture, and it is being overwhelmed by 30 million million um, illegal and legal immigrants being dumped on this country from peasant cultures. We have taken more Nigerians than we take in people from Britain for the past 30 years. Do most Americans know that? So you only want you Europeans 71%. here? You only want Europeans coming here? 
Seven, I want nobody coming here for the next decade. I want a total moratorium until that's those... Unrealistic. That's unrealistic. I mean, that's not an answer to say it's unrealistic. You want, you're asking me what this country needs. This mm. culture is being overwhelmed. It is the most successful culture in world history. It but is the what best would you for do with women. those who are here? It is for children. Now we were bringing in cultures where child rape is the norm, where honor that killings are the norm. That is, you, where, you cannot um, say that the majority no of immigrants... There's concept of litter. Our national parks are being overrun. You cannot say that the majority and of the immigrants are criminals or flew to get to, they came to this country for a reason. There aren't millions of Americans fleeing to Mexico. Let me, let me give you an the idea. the country they flew to isn't going to exist. What, unless what's we wrong, stop this what's right wrong, now. What's wrong with legalizing the majority of those who are here? Because we did it before. We know what happened. No, no, no. And we then, in nine, in according to CBO, they would contribute $700 billion in the first 10 years. Yeah, and they take $1.4 trillion in 20 years. They would create 6 million jobs These are absolute fanciful figures. The idea that if you... No, 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 no. The Congressional of, Budget Office... Of welfare-receiving, assistance-needing peasants on the country, that is going to help the American economy. It's preposterous. They get more in, in government assistance than they are ever That, that is not true. Let me give you a number. And that's, that's what I think you're wrong with the numbers. Well, you can you, cite you, fanciful numbers, but this is the whole gets, point. Who gets, this book. Who gets people food are lying sense. about immigration. The American people are being lied to. The idea that you can dump in people accepting more government welfare than they're paying. Let in, me give you just a number. A that's why your numbers economy. are wrong. The numbers are wrong. No, you're who just get, citing other families. Who get food numbers. stamps? Mostly white people. Only 10.3% of Hispanics get them. No, no immigrants should be getting any government assistance. What? Why would any country take people who immediately go on government assistance? It's madness. We want people who bring our average up, who don't bring the average down. American government should be concerned with the American people. And by the way, that includes immigrants at this point. Um, immigrants who came in last year and the year before that, they came to this country. You're not telling me are what are you going to do protected. with them. You're not telling me what are you going to do with I'm, them. I'm refusing to discuss it until we have a double layer but fence why, on the border. Why become a minority? And you don't want that. Um, well, I do think it, the whole, uh, whole country will be changed when it becomes a but what's wrong minority with diversity? white country. What's wrong? It's not so, diversity. So you don't, so you don't want people like me. No, you don't As want I people describe, like me here. You no, it's not diversity. It's Mexican. One one third of all immigrants come from one country. That is not diversity. You're, you're, we your, have family, more diversity your family came from uh, from Ireland, right? No, I'm. I'm um, you're, it's a European. It mostly settlers, yeah, not immigrants. Right. So, by the so way. do you want in, in the late in the late with. in the late 1800s and in the in the early 1900s there were signs, Nina signs that said no Irish need apply. No, that's nonsense. In so, so you want so you want us to go back to those days? No, it turned well. A that isn't true. I don't know what that has to do with anything. But the point is, before Teddy Kennedy's 1965 Immigration mm -hmm. Act, there was more diversity in immigration. Diversity should mean we take an equal number from oh all the mm -hmm. countries in the world. I think that would be a stupid policy, but that would at least be diversity. Well, Still talking. Uh -huh. That's not what we're doing now. We are taking 30% of all legal immigrants from Mexico, 60% of all illegal immigrants from Mexico. Instead of taking 5% or more from seven different countries, which was the case before Mostly European countries that you we're want. taking them all from Mexico. Well, okay, but... So, so your problem is with Mexicans, but not with Europeans? No, I'm, you said, what's the matter with diversity? I'm telling you, it's not diversity. I'm just getting our facts straight. And no, I didn't want talking to live about in facts. So I don't want to live in Ireland. I don't want to live in Scotland. I wanted to live in America. Why no, don't liberals... Why, don't, why do you think that the Mexicans who fled here mm -hmm. want to recreate Mexico here? No, it helps, it helps your power because your media desirability goes up a lot. But you're not speaking for the immigrants who came here from Mexico. They left Mexico. 
Mexico. Mm. They came and to it's a an, it's an economic society. situation. It's simply an economic situation. They come here because there are thousands of American it's companies who economic. hire them, and because there are millions of Americans, it's, including you, who benefit look, from it's their more work. More than economic, because you have trillion, uh, like something like 2.4 uh -huh. trillion people in the un, in the in the world living on like two dollars a year. They'd all like to come here. Mexico happens to be within walking distance. So L you're just, the one who's discriminating so, against the, the poor Bangladeshis who would love to come here, but they can't walk across the border. Why should we discriminate against them? So, so let me so just say this at the end. it's not humanitarian. It is not diversity. It is just changing our culture without checking with the American people into Mexico. Let me just finish with this. So you think there are way too many immigrants in this country? Um, it's not only that there are way too many, we're getting immigrants who are immediately right. going on welfare, who are committing so, crime. No immigrants should be committing crime. The majority of no the majority immigrants should, are not majority. terrorists Z or criminals. The should be zero. Why would you invite? Look, we can't do anything about our own underclass. We can't do anything about native criminals. We can do something about people we're inviting into our country. So let me just give you this number. So you're concerned about immigrants coming here. The number of foreign-born population the percentage of foreign-born population, 1900s, it was 13.6%. In 1910, 14.7%. <laughs> right now, 13%. In other words, the percentage of the foreign-born population in this country hasn't changed. So you're crying wolf. No, that, no problem. You, you didn't listen to my last answer. It isn't just the fact of immigration. It's the immigrants we're getting. It is also a fact that the immigrants before 1970 were more likely to graduate. So, hey, so you're, concern, you're concerned about before Latino immigrants. Immigrants were more likely to graduate from college, were more likely to make more money, were less likely to be on welfare, were more likely to own their own homes. Post-1970, upside down. That is not down. true. Second generation, no. True. Second generation Latinos, second generation not Latinos. True. Not true, not tend true. Tend to get Third better jobs, better salaries, better salaries. No, they no, no, go no. to college. We, no, you no, have no, 4 million Latinos no, who have bachelor's degrees. This is 1.4 million Latinos than, who have PhDs or master's degrees. Better than what? Better than their parents, better not than better than, their than, their than the native population. Better than their parents. That second generation who cares? Latinos. Their parents are more it's not, who cares, we're Anne? utter peasants. Doing better than their parents isn't and better than the native population. Second generation Latinos are doing much better. Are doing much better than their parents. Of course. No, we're not in an international humanitarian right. um, process here. American government should be protecting the American people, not helping out the people of the world. This isn't an international charity mission. Well, that's the, that that's we the tradition the in this country. And this is, than their this, is, this is a country that, that was formed by immigrants, than the, than including your Americans family and my family. Here. We all came from another country. We all came from I another country. I didn't come con from another country. Well, your family did. No, it didn't. Of course it did. No, it didn't. Of course it did. There was no, no, it did not. My family came from America because there was no America until they came. Okay, before your parents there's they a difference if they taught American history, Let's but apparently thing. they don't. Uh, the first people here back in the 1600s were not immigrants. They were settlers. They came to a society and, or a continent they came that from another had country. no country. They created this country. The Dutch, mostly the British, created America. So they came they were not immigrants. So Nor were the first like 17 presidents. Your family came from another country, settlers. so did mine. No, they so. weren't. My relatives are American. All right. Let's and take a break. You are a cultural imperialist. Thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, we're going to take a break, take and a then uh, we'll be back taking questions from our audience. That's next.
with her Ann Coulter's view on immigration in America. Let, let me just ask you before the audience, um, which candidate, which Republican candidate, is closer to your philosophy on immigration? Well, well none have it exactly, but they haven't read my book yet. Um, <laughs> they know you. They, they know how you think. What's interesting now is Scott Walker is the first one of the announced candidates to come out and say he wants to protect American jobs and American livelihoods. And it's as if, until this moment, all the Republican candidates have agreed, okay, none of us will take steroids. Now that he's said it, that screws all of the rest of them. And, I mean, I think he'll be the candidate unless my love so you will be supporting him back in yeah oh yeah and I and I liked Romney and I mean he obviously none of them have my position but again they haven't read the book yet I think I'll persuade them that we need an immediate immigration moratorium and, and the anger baby nonsense but um, Romney had um, the self-deportation position which was as better than any other Republican he got 27 percent of his funny vote and lost um, and Ronald Reagan won the smallest percentage of the minority mm -hmm. vote and won the largest electoral landslide in history. So and Republicans don't listen to Jorge Ramos and how to win. Listen to Ann Coulter. It's in the second to last chapter. How, how about uh, Jeff Bush, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz? Do they... Do you like them? Um, well, no, obviously not Rubio or Jeb Bush, um, nor do other Republicans. I understand the Democrats and the media are quite mm -hmm. fond of them. Um, and as for Cruz, I mean, he's making some good noises now, but he said some terrible things about amnesty in the past. So, no. So those are my questions. Um, let's listen from the audience. Jose Machado, go ahead. Welcome to the third world I call Miami. It's beautiful and thriving. It happened, it happened in elementary school after reciting the Pledge of Allegiance that I realized that I was an American, that I was one of my classmates. Then later I discovered that I was actually undocumented. At what point, and did you realize that you were an American? I've always been an American. It's like, when did I realize I'm a girl? When did I realize I'm from Connecticut? When did I realize I have two older brothers? It's just been a part of my, of my sense. But um, I wanted to check, are, are, are you still undocumented, as you say? Because I want to get Sheriff Joe on the line. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. But I realized that I was a boy when I, my, my private part was different than my sister's. So there's things that we see that this like makes us different. So you well, didn't really you answer think? the question. Well, what would you think? I mean, if you're proud of you being an American, an American, what would you think of the fact, as I have in my book, and I assume you guys haven't read my book yet, but I hope you will, um, what would you think of the fact that um, Carter judges started presiding over citizenship ceremonies conducted in Spanish? Well, I speak both languages, so I'm good. I don't know about you. So you don't care that no, I mean, an I can American I can citizenship, okay. But um, I'm definitely calling the reality Sarah is Church that my Jeff. mom was deported, and because she was deported, I ended up getting papers. So this is the messed up system that we have. Okay, well, I'm thinking that we really want citizens who are speaking English and love the country with such an emotional like intensity described by Justice Brandeis that you would react in horror at the fact that citizenship ceremonies are being conducted in foreign languages. Thank you very much. Next question, Sloan, go ahead. Hello, Anne, thank you for uh, taking my question. I'd just like to butter you up for a second and say that no matter what kind of political party you're affiliated with, I think we can all agree that you have really great hair. Thank and you. now we'll move <laughs> on to that. my question. Um, okay, so you've stated that a woman should have a right to an abortion because the unborn child is the product of someone's illegal actions. And I wholeheartedly Wait, agree. Wait, what? 
I've, I've read that quote online you know what? multiple I've times. I've never said that, and we're really talking about the book today. Okay, well, I'm getting to the book but question. But I've never said that. You're reading some crazy web page. I was reading your web page, which is a crazy but web I page. I said a but... woman has a right to an abortion because oh, it's yeah. the product of an illegal act. I promise you I've never said that. I mean, you can give me your email address afterwards. I can send it to you. But you do know, you want to hear the... What's your question? My question is, um, I do agree that women should have the right to no, an abortion. No, I've never said that. Okay, if it's a... Anyway... Um, You're using, using a joke web page. Using that so logic. Suspicious. <laughs> so do you think that children of undocumented immigrants should be denied in-state tuition because of someone else's legal actions? I, I gather you're saying that because, oh, what about the children? It's not. Well, look, anybody going, breaking, a, any parent breaking the law is going to be a problem for the child. Those Enron executives, their children have suffered horribly. Should we just say, oh, no, we can't put the Enron executives in prison, those BP officials. If, if they have to pay those huge fines, their children will suffer, and it's not the children's fault. I'm sorry, when people break the law, there are consequences for the kids. It is whenever parents break the law. Oh, well. Okay, well, thank Gabi you next question. Slightly taller. So my first question is, can I give you a hug? <laughs> I wouldn't today. I'm recovering from the worst flu I've ever had. It's okay. <laughs> I, I'll take your germs. This undocumented immigrant who has lived in this nation for almost 22 years wants to, as a sign of my humanity and yours, recognize you and say, can I give you a hug? No, let's get on with the question. Okay. Thank you. So, um, and Joe Arpaio gave me a hug, by the way. <laughs> there is freedom of speech, and then there's also hate speech. And I wholeheartedly believe in our First Amendment right. But many of the things you say on TV, on the radio, in your books, not only do they incite fear, they also incite uh, hate. And so I wanted to ask you if you feel you're abusing your First Amendment right, and do you think legitimately that what you are saying is right? Well, two points. One is um, you don't understand the Constitution if you say there's free speech, and then on the other hand, there's hate speech. No, I know that under the law Still and the Constitution, the question, they're and then both you'll the step same, away and we'll hate take the speech next is hate one. speech, and you don't have the right. And thank you all for coming to here today. Out. She's about to finish her speech. Um, no, there is speech. There's not speech and hate speech. And judging by the last question, apparently you people can't tell the difference in what I've actually said and some crazy parody site because. I don't know what you're thinking is hate speech. I don't engage in hate speech. I engage in speech. And yes, it's part of the long Anglo-Saxon tradition of thinking that free speech and the contest of ideas, the truth will emerge. It goes back to John Stuart Mill. Well, I this think is the part people of that the are standing here will agree with me. Attributes of a place um, like what, America Some of the that things that you've been saying and continue to say is spewing hate speech. Here. Um, Next question, um, Ray Lastre. You don't have a tradition of John Stuart Mill. Last question. Go ahead, Ray. Hi, Anne. How are you? Um, I don't necessarily disagree with your views. I am a conservative, so I'm proud of that. Um, you know, Anne, there's a lot of candidates, and here in Florida, we have Senator Marco Rubio, for example. Um, I, I like the senator. I was upset with him on his view on you know, the whole immigration debacle. But, you know, thinking forward, could you see yourself supporting him in a general election? Have we not have you know, another candidate, and, and why the dislike? Um, I think that he's a great candidate, and, you know, we have, as a Cuban-American, I think I'm so proud of having Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio, people of Cuban blood, um, being able to get there, you know? 
Well, I'm going to keep bringing the questions back to my book. And again, I say this is not, glad you're a conservative, happy to have you here, hope you vote Republican, but this blood thing, not really an American Anglo-Saxon tradition. This is a problem, and that's why the Democrats are insistent on dumping all of these very different cultures on America, because they can get people to vote on the basis of blood. That is not how Anglo-Saxons vote. Not at all. No, and we have, we have third worlders voting in tribal ways. If we had gotten 71% of the Hispanic vote, Mitt Romney still would have lost. If he had gotten about 5% more of the white vote, he would have won. So Republicans better wake up and for the first time in, oh, I don't know, my lifetime, appeal to white Americans for votes. No one says to a white person who votes Democrat, you voted against your race. But you do get that with all of the ethnic groups coming in. Once Democrats discovered the joys of racial politics, it was over. Yeah, I think like the word Hispanic and Latino in itself, it serves like to divide instead of unite us as Americans. So I thank agree. you so much We're for being Americans. here, Anne. And so don't you think that if Republican candidates follow what you think, they're going to lose the Hispanic vote and they'll lose the White House again? No, they will win the... As I just said, and I describe again for idiot Republicans who believe that, please just read the very short second to last chapter. I wrote it after going to a dinner party with a bunch of um, rich Republicans, and I realized they knew absolutely nothing. I turned my book in, I came home, and in a moment of rage, wrote up, um, you know, r rich people are busy, they're making money. I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm busy reading Nexus reports. So I went through the actual results of, for example, Proposition 187, when California had about the same demographics as America does now. I went through Ronald Reagan, who got the smallest percentage of the minority vote of any Republican between LBJ and Obama. And that was the biggest electoral landslide in history. The way for Republicans to win is to follow the Ronald Reagan model. And rich people don't have to read obsessively Nexus, but they do have to hang on my every word if they're not going to do that. One last question. Uh, you asked for that on, on Twitter. Tell me anything new that is not known generally, that it's in um, your book. Well, obviously you brought one up. 30 million illegals, not 11. It's 11, it's um, 11 now, not, not 30 million. More Nigerians than, than English since the 1970 immigration law. Oh, that the people who passed the 1965 immigration law, um, Teddy Kennedy, the rest of the Democrats, they swore up and down it would not change the ethnic composition of this country. This has been the most dramatic historic ethnic change to any nation in world history. And this is without lying to the American people and without even consulting the American people on it, which is why I'm particularly enraged at the idea that I can see every night on MSNBC enthusiasm about, oh, the browning of America, the browning of America. But if I say, I don't like what you've done, oh, that's racist. No, 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 but, but no, don't you think it's better that this is a stronger, don't you think this population. is a stronger nation because it's more diverse, more tolerant? It's not more diverse, it's more Mexican. I think it's more diverse, much more diverse. No, it in, is in, 20, in 2044, uh, and minorities will be disaster, the majority in this country. But it isn't diverse. I it think diversity is just fantastic. Uh, no, I don't. think diversity you want it to is be beautiful. All Mexican. No, no, no. I think At we're just arguing for more diversity in, and more tolerance in this country. We have taken in one quarter of the entire Mexican population. At what point will we have taken in enough, in your view? I think that Half with a legal Mexican system, population? with a legal system. The entire Mexican population. No, I think with, with a legal system, we wouldn't need and we wouldn't be having hundreds of people dying crossing the border.
That isn't an answer to the question. One quarter of the Mexican population. How much because more it's, do we have it's to simply take? it's an economic situation. When as long as you have people here who need immigrants an and workers, and as long as you have workers needing a job, they're going to be coming here. Oh, it's no, an economic. No. It's an economic situation. They need situation. workers who are subsidized by the middle class. <laughs> Adios, America. Thank you so much Fantastic for coming. Book. Thank you for thank having. I really me. appreciate it, uh, and thanks so much for joining us. And. Um, Thanks to our studio audience. Adios America will be available in a hardcover June 1st. And be sure to check our hashtag, AnsAmerica. More on America after the break. I've never seen, this is the first chapter of my book, describing how there is just a total censorship of what 70% of Americans would agree with. You cannot hear my side of the immigration debate. You can't hear it on Fox News. You can't hear it on MSNBC. You can't hear it on ABC, NBC, CBS, The New York Times, because it is the elites against the middle class and working class Americans. You can hear both sides of a debate on abortion. Um, you can even hear fake quotes from me on abortion. You can hear both sides of the debate on global warming, on the Iraq war, on, on you know, vaccination of children. You can't hear both sides of this debate. So, of course, it sounds shocking the first time you've heard it because you've never heard it before. <laughs> Two more questions. Now, you already asked a question. <laughs> you want to say something? Yeah. My name is Lisa Sacco. I was born in this country, and I'm very proud to be an American. My, um, the reason that my family is here is that my grandfather was a POW um, who fought with Italy, and then my grandmother married him and settled in this country. My mother came in 1964 as a Cuban, Cuban immigrant. And the reason, my question is going to be about um, the fact, and I agree with this point, why do immigrants come to this country and then start to receive welfare benefits. My family, who worked very hard to come here um, during the freedom flights, my, gr my grandfather never received anything from this country, never went on welfare, lived in a very tiny bedroom in New Jersey, and worked very hard, as did my Italian family, who worked very hard and never received benefits. And our store that my grandfather started on my Italian side has been in business 65 years in Elizabeth. So I do agree with your point, and I, I think- I can answer that. What, what population has... As I said, has... pre-1970 immigrants do better than the natives, as any sane immigration policy would require. I mean, in a way, I don't blame the immigrants. I blame the politicians. This is very clear from my book. This is a bad, corrupt policy, and it is being pushed by the Democrats because they want... They want poor people who will be forever in need of government assistance. They can employ lots of government workers. So it helps the Democrats that way. It helps the elites and people in need of... A, a lot of cheap labor who refuse to mechanize, um, you know, farmers and, oh, of course, of course Wall Street bankers. They're, oh, they all have nannies, they have chefs, they have gardeners. Um, their lives are so much better. So to help some tiny little elite, we are bringing in poorer people who will need welfare, but they'll block vote for the Democrats. The question is, why are Republicans going along with this? because of their short-term interests, it'll help them in the next five years, and it'll help the, the GOP lobbyists. And unfortunately, I think there are a lot of rich Republicans, and I have been struggling mightily to get this book into their hands, because I don't think they hate America the way, for example, La Raza and the ACLU do. I think they're just being led astray um, by idiot consultants, um, and like these people I had dinner with that I wrote the second to last chapter for. They just, they, they, rich people can be stupid when they all hear the same thing over and over and over again. Um, and they're hearing the same thing, and just as you haven't heard the other side, neither have they.
and if they would just read my book, I would pay them. Another valid no, point that you no. made was about the fact that people need to yeah. speak English. So, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. As a real estate broker, I think it's a shame that the exam is available in Spanish as well. You want to ask a question? one of my book where I have the most beautiful quote from Louis Brandeis about what it takes to become an American. And he just, I mean, he throws English. Well, of course, you have to speak English. But he goes but most the of the emotional us most of us attachment. Do. And, well, the emotional attachment is not there. And to have your interests allied with the other Americans. But the numbers people, are there. I mean, there seems to be some. Thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs>